Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail heading to Cusco-topia. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that because they had to tear down my village to build it there. Hold on, wait a second. Why is Alex hosting? Who threw off Joe's groove? Yo, Dane, send me the link to the sweat box, man. My spinach puffs. Welcome to episode 170 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alex. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his on Ember's new groove. Right now we're recording live for our Groove Troop members. If you want to watch us live once a week, sign up for a Groove Troop. Go to dizhis.com and you will find the link up to the top. By becoming a Patreon, you are automatically entered into our giveaway drawings. You also get access to the Diz His Discord, where you can interact with us and our other Groove Troop members. You get all of this for as low as two bucks a month. So check us out at dizhiz.com. And if you want to leave us a message or share a memory, you can give us a call at 707-842-0345. Messenger pigeon, die from the bird flu? No sweat. Email us at dizhishistory at gmail.com. Let us know if we got any of the history wrong or if we missed anything in the history. Give us some ideas for future episodes. Write the history for us. We don't care. We love to hear from our listeners. Just email us at dizhishistory at gmail.com. Hey guys, interested in sponsoring our show? Please reach out and go back to the year 1940. Check out dizhisscott at hotmail.com where you can get into contact with, that's right, Scott. And I mean, I even know why he even has Hotmail. What, Hotmail? <laughs> I even know why he created that email. Let's just keep on going. I'm running off of AOL right now, so he's, uh, he's a little bit ahead of me. And that voice you heard is Dane. He's joining us today. I would like to, a- so Dane, welcome to the podcast. Uh, He's known for his channel, Big Beautiful Disney, on YouTube. I know recently he released his rankings of the MCU movies and had a great interview with the Diz Unplugged host, Pete Warner. How many yes, views sir. is that video at, Dane? Almost 6,000. Is wow. it really? Wow. Yeah, it's getting close. Yeah, it's at 5,900-something right now. I can't even count that high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me on, guys. And the, uh, the, the, the tier list video is doing quite well, too. Now that you now that you mention it, is the it? opinion uh, on the tier list uh, not so well? But... Yeah, true, true, true. Even exactly. That's all right. <laughs> all right. First, for Ember's new groove, while we rate the movie really quickly, guys, we'll go f- fast through the process. If you're new to the podcast, we have this rubric given to us by one of our patreons, and the first question is: rate the quality of the show. Three being the best or highest, two being great, really good. One being good, adequate, and zero being disappointing. So, Joe, why don't you start off us? What would you rate this movie as in quality? Um, it's, I mean, great. I'll go ahead and give it a two. Okay. Jen, what do you think? I was thinking two as well. I mean, it's not like... Okay, example. My highest number three is the movies that it doesn't matter how many times you see them. They kind of like evoke those same emotions from mm-hmm. you. Like this weekend when I was watching The Lion King. Same thing. So, but Emperor's New Groove doesn't do that, so it gets a two. Okay. Uh, how about you, Chris? Solid two for me, too. I think it's a very fair rating. Okay, and Dane? What's the highest one? A three? three. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to give it a two, because I would if the highest one was a four, I was going to low rank at the next highest. Okay, so yeah, fair. makes sense. Uh, next is Timeless. Is this story timeless? Can you watch it, you know, 100 years from now? It still holds up. What do you guys think? Three yes. being timeless, two being long-lasting, one showing its age, and B saying it's 
already gone. It should be gone. Joe? So uh, I'm going to say it's long-lasting. Um, oh, so two? I feel like, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Okay, cool. Jen? I'm going to give it a three. A three? Definitely. All mm-hmm. right. Chris? Yeah, I think three is good for this. I think it's a very, I think it's a timeless message, timeless story. And Dane? Three. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like if um, they went forth with the idea of um, Kingdom of the Sun, uh-huh. it wouldn't be as like long lasting right. because it was supposed to be a musical mm-hmm. and like musicals were Disney musicals were dead in 2000. Yeah, I agree. Honest. So it wouldn't have had the no long lasting impact that Emperor's New Groove had. Right. And then Chris, hold on. Did you say that it was a tale as old as time? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to think of the next line in that uh in that Beauty song. And the Beast? Like Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, I'm just song, reading the song as old as rhyme, isn't that it? That song as old as rhyme. Yeah, something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah you know, like, like the the lyrics like that make the, so much sense. Yeah. Oh, as wine, tail as old <laughs> as wine. I think you said rhyme like from like a watermelon. Ryan has a good point. He says the humor won't age even Latin has oh, jokes that have aged. That's true. Most mm. of the jokes have not like are not like insensitive or anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like Shame. just not funny anymore. It's, it's solid three. How badly do you want to watch this again? Three being I can't wait, two being excited, one being willing, and zero being I'm not even gonna watch it. What do you think, Joe? Let's see. I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. You know, I get excited to watch uh, a good movie every once in a while, you know? Jen? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always excited to watch it. All so. right. Chris? It's a one uh, for me. I, I'm willing to watch it. I'm not excited to watch it just because I haven't watched it since I was little. So I think that, you know, says it for me. Yeah, you didn't even watch it yet for this episode, did you? No, like I like the movie. It's a good movie. I just not, you know, not high up on my list of out of the thousands of movies that are in but, the universe. But even Emperor's when it is assigned not... to you, you still didn't watch it. No, man. I watched 15 <laughs> minutes of it and you should be proud of me for that. Chris, so, it's okay. So... I was busy watching all the Toy Stories for my video this week, so I didn't <laughs> watch it either. So you sure you don't want to bring it down to a zero, a hard pass? No, no, no. It's a it's a it's a good movie. It's, it's not a bad movie by it, any yeah. means. So I'd be willing to watch it. It's a good movie. Okay. It's just not high up on my list. I like David Spade and I like uh John Goodman. Okay. Dane? Uh two. Two? I'm excited, yeah. I'm excited right. to watch it again. I'll probably watch it after this, knowing me. And then instead of doing what I'm supposed to, writing oh. my script. <laughs> <laughs> and then number four, the magic point oh. or Joe point. Uh Joe, will you give it a magic point? <laughs> Zero. No magic point. No magic point? What? Just joking. I'm going to give it a magic point. I was just joking, guys. (laughs) How can you not not give something Disney a magic point? It doesn't make any sense, guys. Like, Disney is magic. (laughs) Okay, let's... We don't have to get into it every time we bring it up. (laughs) Joe, are you forgetting that this is the same company that put out Journey into Imagination with Figment? Something can have... I remember, and I like that. Some things don't have magic points. I like that. I gave that a magic point, because I like that attraction. (laughs) Jen, Ryan, can you edit not my host and have Joe's picture there instead? Thank you. Um, I will give it a magic point because there are movies that, you know, I kind of wouldn't like stop and watch, but I would consider this one one that I would stop and watch. So it gets a magic point. Okay, Chris. Yeah, it gets a magic point for me. I remember loving this when I was little and it's just one of those. It came out in what? 2001, 2000, Mm -hmm. 2000, 2000. Yeah, I was five years old. What? 
So everyone gave it a magic point. So why are you guys well, we giving me such Dan, a hard we time? We don't know Dan gave a magic point yet. He's I'm trying. Gonna, to... I'm going to give it a magic point. <laughs> Listen, my rationale is not because it's a Disney movie. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because it's a it's a good movie. You got to base it on the company. There, there's not too many things that we've like reviewed that we don't give a magic point to. We should call it an extra point. Instead of a magic, like point. an extra point. Yeah, I don't give Almost a lot like of things. In magic football, points. you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, we just scored the touchdown. <laughs> Is this movie gonna miss the extra field? Uh, no, it's a horrible analogy. Let's just. <laughs> we'll, I don't we'll, know what you're trying we're gonna, to. We're gonna put a pin in this and circle back next week. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure we are. So, if you're curious about the totals of everyone's score, Joe gave it a seven, Chris gave it a seven, Jen gave it an eight, and Dane gave it an eight, with a yeah. podcast total of seven point five. That's a really fair rating for this movie. I think it's a solid seven point five. I, I think it is a I solid seven point five. I agree. I would agree eight though. I'm 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 good with my ranking. It's not Probably. a classic Disney movie, but it's not a flop. I think a seven point five. It's it, a very good Disney movie. It was a flop in the box office. It was a flop, not a flop in our hearts. That's exactly. right. That's right. Or on DVD. We'll get into that. True. 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 <laughs> well, let's give the his on Emperor's New Groove. Ember's New Groove is an animated film released by Disney in the year 2000. The movie was almost not made, and even started with a different title. Ember's New Groove was released but did not do very well at the box office. It has since garnered much love from Disney fans, old and young, with a strong cult following. So you guys just touched point on that, that it was not good in the box office, but it does have a cult following. Are you all in the cult? Yes. Yes, Dane? You're in the cult? But yeah, my best friend is is definitely in the cult. He's a, this is his favorite Disney movie. Oh, so. really? I've watched. I would say on the fringes of I like the movie. I can appreciate some of the merch, especially fan base merch. Um, mm. But it's not like an obsession. How how one sixty nine point six million in the in the box office? So it's respectable. But the point that Disney was in in two thousand, mm, not good enough. Not, Great, yeah, not great enough, good enough. I'm not in the uh, Emperor's New Groove cult. I am in a cult, but not the not this one in particular. Okay. Do you think the meme uh, aspect of it brought it forward in the forefront recently? It is very memeable. It probably brought new interest to it because let's be honest, there are you know the movies that. The older generation really shows the younger generation wants them to see, and this may not have been one of those. And then it's gotten a little bit more interest because of the memeability. Yeah, and the and the uh, Cusco Cronk quote, which I think is a very very usable quote. What is which it? one specifically? The uh, you mean Cusco's poison? Oh, the yeah. poison for Cusco. <laughs> you mean it's a TikTokable quote? It's very common in impressionists to do that one i mean i'm agreeing with everything that you're saying so i don't have to add anything else <laughs> ryan just just put in the uh discord a bag that's all llamas is that a disney bag it's brand new it just came out wow that's a very cool his, bag he said his wife got it for him for his birthday <laughs> Here, let's see can you get can you can you uh can you spot the Cusco llama Oh, Dude, he's in. Is there one? He's in there. In there. Yeah, he's in there. I see, I see him. him. I yeah. see him too. He's riding another llama. Oh, is that the red one there? Yeah, yeah. You can see. You, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. We cannot tell the history of Emperor's New Groove without starting with the history of Kingdom of the Sun. In 1994, Walt Disney Studios was in the middle of what is now referred to as the Renaissance era. Since 1990, Walt Disney Studios produced three animated hits: Beauty and the Beast, 
Aladdin, and The Lion King. The studio wanted to work on films that would include various cultures, so they started developing movies like Pocahontas and Mulan. Director Roger Allers had just finished helping bring The Lion King from the brink, and with it becoming an immediate success, the studio asked Allers to develop a story about South American culture. Allers was very intrigued by the assignment, immediately thinking of the Incans, specifically Machu Picchu. A storyline was pitched to Michael Eisner that involved a vain young emperor who gets swapped out for an identical villager, with the emperor then being turned into a llama by a sorceress. The story also had a talking, tiny, small idol. The overall theme was a common man teaching an arrogant man how to rule. Michael Eisner loved the concept, stating that it had all the elements of a classic Disney film. Development for the film Kingdom of the Sun started in 1984. As the years went by, films were released like Pocahontas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which studio executives felt were too ambitious and needed more comedy. In 1997, the studio noticed the story being too full and not well-established, so they brought in Mark Dendale, who just finished working on Warner Bros. anime film Cats Don't Dance. He had previously worked on The Little Mermaid and Aladdin, and was brought on board as a co-director for Kingdom of the Sun. Allers was wanting a more serious tone for the film, and Dendale was supposed to develop the comedic aspect. Well, we see who won in that uh, little tug-of-war, right? Yeah, you'll see more about that in the history for sure, but isn't that crazy they brought in somebody and said, hey, you're doing okay, but we want to go in a different direction. We're going to give someone a co-director. <laughs> co-director. Like, how do you stay on and not be insulted? Right, exactly. Yeah, well, he was he was pushing the budget so much that they were just trying to slowly phase him out anyway. So they were like, hey, let's bring this guy on. And then eventually they, um, you know, eventually they had to scrap Kingdom of the Sun because of, you know, the budget. they had. A yeah. little off topic, Alex, you've made fun at the uh, co-directing thing. But how does it make you feel that uh, if you directed any movie, you'd be considered a co-director? <laughs> So, did you guys like uh, Pocahontas and Notre Dame? Because I'm not a fan of either of those movies. Uh, Pocahontas, no, Notre Dame, very much so. I like Hunchback a lot. You like Hunchbacks? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Jen, I don't do you remember like... Hunchback of Notre Dame at all. Yeah, I've only seen it once again. a long time ago. You need ago. to watch it again. Quasimodo scares me. Actually. I didn't I didn't see it for a while either, and then I watched it again, and it was great. So, you gotta you got to watch it again. Hmm. My, so my cousin it's... told me it's Quasimodo lived in my attic, and I have never lived that down. No, he did. So. Did you go look up there see if he was up there? Still won't to this day. <laughs> you should record it and make and we can post it on our social media. Yeah, for sure. And then we can have, just have Emily dress up as Quasimodo and scary. <laughs> <laughs> so I cut Jen off. Jen, what were you saying? I don't even remember because now I just have this vision. Of it, it would even it would be even of, better. It twin, would be... evil twin Chris Quasimodo in the it attic. Would, it would be even better if somebody oh, else yeah. recorded it and Chris dressed up as Quasi and Emily was as Marona no. and Chris be is both. just up there yelling. Chris is just up there yelling sanctuary. No, 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 no. Chris can be both and just make edits. So Chris will be like, you know, going up there and then he can be like Quasimodo also. Yeah, he awesome. needs to be the gargoyles yeah. too. I don't want to dress up for that. And that's the <laughs> his on Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Jen, did you like Pocahontas and uh, Notre Dame Hunchback? I did, and I was I was thinking about this, and I didn't realize that there really was like this, you know, point in time where there was such a push for historical movies. You know what I mean, or, or based on, inspired by mm -hmm. historical events. And now that I see that, it's kind of cool. Kingdom of the Sun was in full force being developed, and Andrea Deja was the supervising animator for Yizma. 
Andrea had previously worked on villains like Gaston, Jafar, and Scar. He always wanted to develop a villainess like Imagineer legend Mark Davis, and immediately fell in love with the character he had developed. Co-director Roger Allers wanted a soundtrack that captured the audience much like Elton John on The Lion King, so he personally called Sting. Sting agreed to come on board to develop songs for the film, but had condition written into the contract that allowed his wife, Trudy Styler, to document the production process. Sting worked with David Hartley on composing songs for the film, which was difficult since they still had no hard script and were still fleshing out the characters. Work progressed for the next three years with actors brought on for the voices. The Emperor would be voiced by David Spade, the peasant who switched with the Emperor would be voiced by Owen Wilson, and Yzma voiced by Eartha Kitt. Designs were finalized, animated sequences were developed, and Sting would end up writing six songs for the production of the now-labeled romantic comedy musical. Kingdom of the Sun was put on a reel for evaluation by the studio heads, Schneider and Schumacher, and other producers like Don Hahn. Hahn said after the showing that there were a lot of great elements, but the pieces weren't coming together. The studio was very upset with the production that had cost them $40 million, and decided to put together a brain trust for various Disney and Pixar writers and artists to throw out different ideas to save the film. It's an interesting backwards process. Yeah. Write music for a movie that hasn't really been written out yet. We don't really have characters, you know, and no matter what anybody says otherwise, when you cast an actor or an actress as a character, they do, I feel like the animation and the end, you know, some of the even just personality traits can come through with that character. And you kind of need that if you're Definitely. writing music, I think. Uh, the, um, the, the, they were cast and recording lines when the music was being written. Yep. At least according to um, the Sweatbox. Yeah. The documentary. And, and uh, I think David Spade and Owen Wilson would have been great together. I like both those guys. I think that would have been a, oh, yeah. been a nice duo of yeah, for sure. comedic voices to go into a movie. Now, I wasn't familiar with the whole Sting thing before this. So like I didn't look it up. Um, that's how he wrote the song for the movie. And um, so I looked it up. It's called My Funny Friend and Me. And I played it and projectile vomited all over the room. It was horrible. <laughs> it does not fit the movie at all, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So like when I was listening to the song and looking at the album artwork, it was very strange because it was like a very sentimental song. Uh -huh. And then you see like this llama on the, on the cover of the album. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know about this. Now, is that is that listed as part of? Emperor's New Groove? Yeah, my it funny was friend nominated and me, for Best My Funny Friend and song. Me is the uh, end credits song okay. in um, Emperor's. Yeah, I don't watch credits. But Spoiler the, alert, he uh, lost for Best Song. <laughs> what did he lose to? Bob Dylan, who I think was dead. No, Bob Dylan's still alive. Yeah, he's dead to me. <laughs> hate that guy. I think he's talking about oh, Matt Dylan, Chris. Yikes. What, Joe? Matt Dillon. I think he's talking about Matt Dylan. Oh, that was it. I get them mixed up. They both have the <laughs> same musical talent. I think he's still alive too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what. So he wrote "Snuff Out the Light," which is on the Emperor's soundtrack, and then um, he wrote um, "Walk the Llama Llama." Oh, and classic! Then, um, and then one day she'll love me, and why can't a human be more like a rock? I listen to these. That every was actually my wedding song. <laughs> Isn't uh... say it again, Chris? <laughs> why doesn't she love me? 
that's your wedding yeah, that, song? No, 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 no. Uh, I, humans are like a rock. What was it, Dane? I, I always forget the name of the song. Uh, I, <laughs> I, just, I just got out like of a it. rock. Um, that was my. Uh, why first can't dance. humans be more like a rock? That's the one. Yeah, beautiful song. Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I haven't listened to the rest, but Snuff Out the Light is an absolute amazing song. If anyone hasn't listened to it, please go listen to it. Eartha Kitt sings it. It's incredible. Oh, does she sing it? Yeah, it's it's amazing. It was cut. It was cut from. Uh, it was cut from Emperors because they don't have any songs in Emperors. And then for Kronk's New yeah. Groove, there's no way that Eartha Kitt was going to be in the movie again and not sing. So they wrote another song that's terrible. And I'm not quite sure why they didn't just put Snuff Out the Light in it. Would have been better. Chris Williams, who would go on to co-direct Moana, pitched an idea for them to focus on a bratty emperor who turns into a llama. The executives liked the idea and decided to make Mark Dindale and Roger Allers take a team each and come up with a new pitch without sharing any of it with each other. They both presented their aborted scenes, and Mark's funnier and clearer story won, which turned the movie into a buddy comedy while still retaining the main idea, a common man teaching an arrogant man how to rule. In 1998, the production crew had to pivot to save the film, and Roger Allers left the production, making Mark Dendale the sole director. The film now focuses on Cusco and Pacha. Andreas Deja's Yizma was changed to be adapted to the new direction of the film, so Andreas decided to step down from his position, handing Yzma off to Dale Bear. The title of the movie was also changed from Kingdom of the Sun to Kingdom in the Sun, with almost 20% of the previous film now being unusable. David Spade stayed on as the prince's voice, but Owen Wilson's character was cut out. He was replaced by John Goodman for the middle-aged villager. Yzma was also joined by a new character, Kronk. He would be voiced by Patrick Warburton, who was chosen for his portrayal of Putty on Seinfeld. Sting stayed on board, despite his displeasure with the direction of the new film. The animation for the movie began in 1999. This involved 400 artists and 300 technicians and production personnel. During the last 18 months of production, a crew of 120 in Paris will refine the images of more than 200,000 drawings. While the film came close to being complete, the ending had to be changed. The original ending had Cusco just move his water park to a new hill, destroying another villager's home. But Sting hated this ending and wrote a letter stating that the ending needed to be changed. Sting cited how he had spent over 20 years defending indigenous people, and they're ending the film by having Cusco destroy a village to build a theme park. As a result, Cusco instead builds a similar shack to Pacha and spends his vacation among the villagers. This whole paragraph is very funny. Um, first of all, they changed, so it's called Kingdom of the Sun. They're like, whoa, whoa, I got one better. <laughs> what about Kingdom in the Sun? Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> and then, and then the fact that that Sting was displeased with the direction of the movie. Uh, yeah, I bet, because all you do is write music. So if you if they take <laughs> songs out, that means that you're not going to get a big role. So e- And even with the movie not being a musical anymore, he still has enough pull. To like, no, yeah, I don't Sting like stuck around, to his credit. He stuck around during Emperors. So yeah, but why, even why though there's no music. Why are they taking what he says? Like, oh, dude, this... this Because uh, it's Sting. You do whatever he wants. The police. We got we to gotta change the ending of this movie. <laughs> hey, man, it's Sting. Do whatever he wants. He's Sting. I mean, his movie, to his credit, soft, um, to his credit, he is, I mean, it's early 2000, but if this was 2020, they wouldn't release that movie. And also they probably had, mm-hmm. uh, they probably remember that his wife shot everything during the production of the movie. So if he, if she wanted to release it, she legally could. So uh, if they make him mad, then their production is out there. She Even shot though- it? Yeah, yeah she shot the next history. It's there's a documentary called The Sweatbox. It mm-hmm. technically has been released. It was leaked onto the internet. Disney does not want it released. Right. Um, but the whole production of Kingdom of the Sun up until I believe, if I remember, it's been a while since I saw it, but 
I think up until the overhaul when they had six months to rewrite the film up until then the whole production is, is captured and shot yes mm. and um Very other crude. than that ev- other than that every single part of kingdom of the sun is lost media yeah interesting so yeah for hmm. sure um so yeah that that probably was dangled over their head a little bit because they did not want that released yeah and it's crazy how like they got the co-director left the lead artist who created Yizma left. I imagine there's other people who weren't at higher in the pecking order that might have left the film as well. And that's kind of crazy that Disney had a movie like that happen in the 90s where people were just leaving because they didn't like the way Disney handled the situation. I mean, they kept using a term bake-off because they had these two groups go to, to different areas, think of something, and then come and present it one by one, and then they chose what they think was better. Like, that is that is not <laughs> the best work environment. <laughs> oh, it also doesn't help that that in the beginning of the uh, in the beginning of the um, production, Katzenberg was in charge. So, what do you guys think about Patrick Warburton? Love it. I can't imagine anybody else's Kronk. Yeah, no, no, amazing. Yeah. I know, right? I feel like this is one of his. I feel like this is a role that people really know him as Kronk, right? Oh yeah, for sure. That's why he got the spinoff. Yeah, yeah, and I also feel. I mean, he. I, I think he's just hilarious, and that's the reason why he's all over Disney. I mean, if you go on Star Tours, he's mm-hmm. on that ride, I believe. You know, Soren. Um, he's on Soren. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? No, I, I only did Soren once. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's but he's on that. He thought it's, it was a water ride, right? That's what he <laughs> <laughs> as soon, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as the um, the gliders got lifted off the ground, my palms started sweating so bad, and I had to close my eyes the whole time. <laughs> and then it turned into a water ride. <laughs> it yeah. did, right? It did get sprayed. I think because it's like, did anyone yeah. else get super wet in the pants area? <laughs> <laughs> Just I me? have a question, and if it's uh, not safe for work, you don't have to answer. But why was it called the sweat box? Because of how hard the uh, animators worked during okay. the, in the movie to make it okay they couldn't have just said like the the hard to animate movie they had to call it the sweat box it's crazy sweat. that it's not it's not released keep in mind it's yeah, not it's released not, it's not out there there's, there's there's stuff there's stuff that they might not want you to know maybe they should call it in the sweat box i've definitely not you know seen the whole thing hey, do you it's have, definitely you, not on do YouTube. you have it's not on youtube it is on it youtube is on, it's on youtube i watch it all the time i've watched it i watch you watch it all the time i'm exaggerating i'm tired i'm gonna put on the sweat box no, and go to sleep no yeah it's 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 a terrible recording of it it but is yeah, really it's bad on, it's on youtube if you want to sit through the bad you know yeah i use it oh yeah it's also funny that uh that katzenberg threw Ryan's talking about Katzenberg and it has me thinking of him. He did leave during this and made um, uh, Prince of Egypt. And what's the other one? Um, Is it the one where the two brothers are Road El Dorado or whatever? Road El Dorado. Yeah, it's a complete ripoff of Kingdom of the Sun. Yeah, it's like exactly the same what time. it really? was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the right? exact same, yeah. So much so that people, it, like, they, it gets mistaken as a, a Disney movie all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I he literally, what's so funny is that he he left <laughs> and made DreamWorks and then immediately made Ants because of Bug's Life. Right. And then also made El Dorado. Which is wow. two complete ripoffs of the Disney movies that and Pixar movies that were in the work. Pretty funny. It's actually it's so childish and it, and petty. It's just I don't know. Eisner did the same thing to Universal, so it happens in the industry, apparently. <laughs> On February of 2000, the release date was revealed as well as a change to the movie's name, The Emperor's New Groove. 
But unfortunately for the Emperor's New Groove, Disney heavily promoted 102 Dalmatians for its Thanksgiving release, leaving Emperor's New Groove out to dry. The movie would be released on December 10, 2000, and grossed roughly $10 million on opening weekend. The animated film would only make $89.3 million in the U.S. and an additional $80 million worldwide. This would be the lowest box office earnings for an animated Disney feature since the 1980s. Despite the box office failure, Emperor's New Groove garnered much appreciation from fans as the film aged, gaining a cult following. When the movie was released for home video, it became the top-selling home video release of 2001, with sales for VHS and DVDs reaching close to $125 million. In 2002, at the Toronto International Film Festival, Trudy Styler, Sting's wife, premiered her documentary, The Sweatbox, which featured interviews with Roger Allers, Mark Dindale, Sting, and Disney Story artists. It showed raw footage of the production crew trying to put together a film that was not working, and then the dismay they all felt when the direction had to be changed. After its premiere, The Sweatbox became a very hard film to find online. In 2005, Disney Toon Studios announced the production of a directed video sequel titled Kronk's New Groove, which was released on December 13, 2005. There were two video games developed, the first being developed by PlayStation, and the second developed for Nintendo Game Boy Color. The now widely popular Emperor's New Groove was released in theaters in January of 2021 and earned $334,000. $334,000 is not a lot, but it was, you know, probably not the best time. Yeah. And it's last year. I mean, did any of you see it when it re- released? No. No? no I, didn't I, didn't, it, I didn't even know it was when released. Did it, when did it release again? What it said was January. Oh, 21. January, yeah. January then, last nobody year. Nobody did. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was right after. They're just throwing things out there, I guess. But yeah, Kronk's New Groove really touched base on that, how how he is one of the best characters of the movie. And of course, they give him a sequel. He gave him a bad sequel. It's terrible. It's you think so it's terrible? Bad. Yeah, it's so, it's not good. Did, did it, you guys play any of the games? I don't remember there being games. I don't remember the games. No, I've seen the games, but I never played them. I have the, I have the original pressing of VHS. Um, oh, What's really? also fun. Yeah, what's also funny to me is that it went through a terrible development, and then when it gets released, it goes through it goes through a terrible release because because these are the movie posters that they released for it. Why wow, I like that poster? Don't like it. For for context, if you're not a patron, um. The posters are a are a bad PNG of Cusco, and then in the back, very smallly, like you can't even read it. Says it's all about, and then in very bold letters, it says me. And then the second one is um again two bad PNGs. Um, <laughs> and then the 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 test says the text says llama 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 ding dong. Like why? Why they do that? <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, supposed to be sarcasm. Sarcasm that fell absolutely flat. <laughs> then it's even more confusing because it's Cusco in human and llama form. Yeah, I know. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it completely contradicts. It's contradicts. The same graphic. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Oh, it is it's it's the same it is transparent image. That's a little different. <laughs> It's changed in oh, color wise. I'm just yeah, joking. it's a change no, no, it's to, to color. It's totally yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. That is funny. Yeah. So they had no <laughs> Llama, chance. Llama, ding dong. And then, a, and then somehow a year, a year later, when they do DVDs, they be, they sell a lot of DVDs. So like in VHSs, yeah. so it's crazy how they're out for a year and then they did so well. Quick fire, quick facts, 
Let's go. Empire of the Sun was about a young ruler named Manco. The character's name was eventually changed to Cusco. This was due to Manco being a Japanese slang term for. Oh boy! And I made it PG. <laughs> I made it PG because that was not the slang term. I reworded it so we could say it. It's a medical term. It's a medical term. Yeah. Emperor's New Groove was promoted through McDonald's with six launcher toys. The toys were also released in Europe, Asia, and Australia. One of Sting's songs, Snuff Out the Light, for Kingdom of the Sun, was so good that it actually played in Kingdom of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. The Tokyo Disney Sea roller coaster Raging Spirits took inspiration from the film, being a structure on Cusco's palace. Cusco would appear on the series House of Mouse in the direct-to-video spinoff Mickey's Magical Christmas Snowed in at the House of Mouse. Kingdom of the Sun production was stopped in order to be retooled and restarted as Kingdom in the Sun, making it the first Disney animated feature to have an extensive overhaul since Pinocchio. We hear Disney think Emperor's New Groove is a great movie. We could not believe the story of how the film was made and are glad for the changes because we cannot imagine this movie any different. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to DizHiz.com and on top, there's a link. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. 
Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. This week on D+, we're reviewing Tomorrowland, the 2015 film. Joe, what do you think of Tomorrowland? Um, so I didn't see, I, I haven't watched the movie. I'm you so haven't sorry. seen the movie yet? No, I've been very busy. I've not seen Tomorrowland. Oh, even when it know. came out, you didn't see it? Huh? You didn't see it when it came out? No. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I have not. And I've been really busy this week, so I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. What do you think, Jen? Oh, I think it's a really good movie. I mean, I know it's not one that's like super duper popular, but mm-hmm. we thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it was a really good movie. Actually, I've seen it once. And I remember it coming out and being excited for it to come out. And then I didn't watch it in theaters. But when it came to DVD and when it came on to watch via stream, I watched it. And I was very surprised of how decent it was. Did you see it, Chris? Uh, Joe is really sorry that he didn't see it. I'm not sorry. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie. <laughs> Why? Why ever? It doesn't look good. Why? Uh, George Clooney's in it. Yeah, George oh, Clooney's in it. Here's the thing. I haven't seen it either. I oh watched like gosh. 10 minutes. I, I watched like 10 minutes of it on a Disney cruise once and it, it, what I saw looked good. So okay. and I agree with you, Chris, the commercials, it was so poorly advertised and it makes it look horrendous. But probably why what I, I don't want to see what it. I saw. It looks pretty good. So. All right. Well, maybe but I'll you, give it a shot. It's, it's so good. You, fir- you watched the first 10 minutes of it and didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a cruise, Joe. I was like wa- walking on the, the deck. It was like nine o'clock at night. I had places to be. Places to be on the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on my way to the what daycare? Weren't you like three? No, I was on my way to uh, Cabanas for the fifth time that day. Cabanas, sir. Yes, sir. So, so the only people who've seen Tomorrowland is me and Jen. (laughs) Jen... Hey, I got a little cool fact about Tomorrowland. Okay, go ahead. Was that they were going to film it in New Smyrna Beach, kind of like right down the road from me? Oh, yeah. Okay. They were gonna film a part, a, a part scene it, right. over there, right? But it no, ended up not they, working out. Didn't they film part of a scene over here? Yeah, that's what I said. You said you're about to. I thought you said. I thought you just said it didn't work out. Uh, I don't think it worked out. I think that they were going to, and then something happened, and maybe they had to move where it was going to be filmed. I think maybe they were going to film it at the Dairy Queen for some reason, right? And mm-hmm. then they moved it to like the lighthouse. But I don't know. We're not doing the history on it. All I know is that it was supposed <laughs> to be here. Maybe it is here. I don't know. Uh, it is here. I'm pretty sure it is. Are you sure? Were you there? Yes. What's the we place? Were, the last time I was talking about it What's with my place? husband, we were down at the Dairy Queen. It's the, New oh, Smyrna oh. Beach. New Smyrna Beach. Yeah. They filmed oh, it yeah. On... They filmed some of it. They filled some yes. of it there. Yeah. I and, love that Dairy Queen, by and, the way, guys. And, you so know, good. They have good chili dogs. Chris, you haven't seen it. Joe, you haven't seen it. And Dane, you haven't watched no. all of it. But does it matter to you that it lost 120 to $150 million? Oh, Makes God. sense to me that it lost that much money. <laughs> But can you, like, go ahead. No, go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say, can you imagine if they put at money into the advertising? Because I guess they did, but I guess they didn't do a good job, right? Because no, obviously, Chris is saying that one of the reasons like, it didn't look interesting to him. It didn't mm-hmm. really look interesting to me either. 
uh, when you think of Tomorrowland, what do you think of? You think of Magic Kingdom, right? Exactly. And I a, yeah. And, yeah, and I don't think that. I don't know. I just wasn't don't very think... Magic Kingdom. It was just like all it I remember was there was man. a coin, and he touched the coin. Mm-hmm. And it was like steampunk, right? Tripping. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. you guys are so picky. Right, just talk about it. On, you, you saw it. Talk about it. Well, now you put me on the spot. If he touches the coin, <laughs> if he touches the coin, doesn't that? Isn't that like the port key to Tomorrowland? Something like well, that. It's not Harry Potter. Man. I've only seen it once. Port keys. So I don't remember exactly <laughs> everything about it. But yes, but I, yes, it's similar too. Yeah, but I mean, George how many Clooney, times have you seen it, Jen? I've seen it maybe once or twice. How about you? How about you, Alex? Once. Was it on a cruise ship? No, it was not on a cruise ship. Mm-mm. But I mean, George Clooney. I like Hugh Laurie. Do you guys like Hugh Laurie? Yeah, man. House. Yeah, House. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's good. Oh, Catherine Hahn is in it. Keegan Michael Key is in it. Okay, okay. So I mean, there's some people in this movie. So tell us about the movie. You guys I saw the movie. I don't remember. I've only seen it once, and it was I, like I said. I think it was good. I think it was good, and I don't say movies are good if they're terrible. <laughs> so good that you don't even remember anything about it. Listen, it my once. my retention, like part of my brain, is crap, and you know that. All I can just remember is, generally speaking, yes. I liked the movie. Yes, I like George Clooney in the movie. It was good. So that's my summary. <laughs> I think Alex should be a movie critic, have like a blog. He can, <laughs> he can bang out like 50 movies every minute because he could just put it was good. It's good. It was fine. It's fine. This one was not good. It was all right. But sometimes sometimes it takes him a long time to watch a movie. It takes him like two weeks. I'm like, you still, like remember what happened in Spider-Man? Like you yes. watch. Yeah, I'm watching Spider-Man. It's like Monday. <laughs> Did you finish it? It's like Tuesday. Wednesday, yeah, man, I watched another five minutes. Went to, like, how do you even watch a movie like that? Alex has gotten better with his movie watching. Actually. He has. It was really That's bad. My, my kids are older and they stopped falling asleep during movies. <laughs> on, uh, on the first season of uh, The Diz His, you were like falling asleep yeah, guess, all the time. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jen, what did you do this week at Disney? I did something really big. You know what? Oh. We should actually go to someone else and Finish with you because you did do a lot of Disney. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so so finish with me. a good idea. Um, so, Chris, what'd you do this week in Disney? Two things. I watched uh, episode two of She-Hulk. Did me, not watch episode too. three yet. Still enjoying the show. Yes. Uh, a lot. Um, I rewatched Infinity War. We were talking about that. And I started Endgame and I finished Endgame. And I'm not going to lie. I still get emotional at the end with the death scene. Who's death? Which one? Understandable. Thanos. The- <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time it, I mean, yeah. it is kind of emotional i mean it's, like no it's sad it's sad it's, it's, you know he's yeah. trying to accomplish his lifelong goal and you know he does and he goes it, away and these, these and he becomes a farmer come. yeah he does yeah, become a farmer he's a farmer he's, man he's minding his own business he's got, out a, he's there got farming. a sad life he, he, he completes his lifelong goal and what happens he gets decapitated like then I, then he comes back and he sees that like these future people are trying to redo his his lifelong goal and wait why doesn't he just continue in that timeline and just do it why do you have to i just don't understand also why, when he snapped everyone away you know right yeah and he's on his own little like uh uh he's farming yeah, why yeah. did he snap himself some food oh, why do you have why, to farm the food and why, like, why would he, would he, what if he accidentally snap wrong yeah because he can't he can't he tried to snap again to destroy the stones but it, it took too much power like yeah this, yeah you can't no. snap you could you really can't snap twice. i think i think after all that hard work i would snap myself a little something though you know and then I don't think you have that. Option. You can't. Yeah, you you can't do. do. You have that. to pitch no. it in your head. That's what remember oh, the that, Hulk no, snap. They were like, true. "Hey, that just pitch true. it everywhere." Yeah, yeah. So if you pitch it in your head, 
Yeah, except snap my why, why? Why did he not snap? Like he he should have been like, okay, I'm gonna snap these stones away. Because you can't, but you away, can't snap boom, so a couple many sandwiches. If he tried to, a lot of energy to snap. If he tries to snap again, it would like Wait, kill him. You, you can do it all in one snap though. Like if you picture everything in your head, like I would picture, okay, stones are gone. I, I want to like a McDonald's in my in my village. Yeah, he didn't really have a good five year plan. <laughs> also, also, he's the most powerful being in the universe. Why does he have to snap? Why, did, like, like he gets the stone? Why does he have to do this little snap thing? Like he's waiting, he's stalling. Like Thor, the, Thor's about to kill him, and he has to take the energy to snap his fingers. That's how the stones it. work. He can't. Kill yeah, you have to snap. Okay, so there's so, so, so the stones to, need to, to snap, be snapped. Yeah. You have <laughs> to snap the stones. <laughs> the yeah. gauntlet. The gauntlet. Snap, but yeah. I mean, how many people here? It's can like snap. a clap on, clap off. And also, it's he's not the most. I mean, he can't wield. Molnir, so like that that's how Molnir works. That's how the stones work. Wait, all right, well, we have topic. Okay, I'm sorry so the, guys. What have I done? Listen, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of creatures. Chris is in this bringing universe. up a Chris is bringing up a stupid topic here. Like come a lot on, of creatures, that's how the infinity stones no, no, no. Work. I don't listen, think it's stupid. Come on. Now. A lot of, come a on lot now. of creatures in this universe. Some don't have thumbs. I use the infinity stones then. You're, well, he's not a creature. He's it was a, also he's it was also designed monster. specifically for his hand. That is true. I mean, I don't have I don't buy the snapping thing. I don't buy that. I think he's simple-minded. And I was like, oh, I need a snap to do this. Actually, no, he's my favorite character. I'm sorry, Thanos. Good thing he didn't make two ruby slippers and have to click his heels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else do you do? Chris? I'm going to get the Infinity um, Shield. I mourned after that, and then that was about it. Oh, I watched 15 minutes of Emperor's New Groove in the shower. Did you go to the Infinity Cone <laughs> after that? Oh, dude, no, I get too emotional. Joe, what'd you do this weekend, Disney? Oh, I watched She-Hulk, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like that was a lot really, too. Yeah, because Jen went on a cruise. So I babysat her house and her dogs, and th- her dogs became my best friends. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they, 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 like, they follow me everywhere now. Even when you're not um, at their house. Huh? Even when you're not at their house, they follow you home. No, they probably they, would, though. They follow I mean, you they on Instagram? They probably would. They, they follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if um, your dogs go missing, you know where they are. No, listen, no, depending on the him. day, he can have them. <laughs> no, exactly. So I'm not going to take her. So I went over there, you know, watched her house. And then I uh, watched She-Hulk, which was really good. Very surprising. I really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, it was good. Um, It was funny. I, you know, I really liked the chemistry between Mark Ruffalo and whoever plays the She-Hulk. <laughs> I think the chemistry. I don't know her name either. It's just so It must be a great show if you don't remember the actors. No, listen, I thought I thought the chemistry between the two characters are great though, weren't they? Like sometimes like you're watching like a show or a movie and then the then the actor actors or the actresses like they just don't like each other. You can tell they don't like each other. Like I felt like they liked each other, you know, like as like almost like family, like because they were cousins on the show. So funny. The the jokes were great. Mm-hmm. enjoyed it uh i didn't even know the, th- the third episode oh, the third episode came out today today huh? yeah and her so name sorry. is yeah. tatiana maslani thank you alex for that <laughs> tatiana so tatiana and mark they're they were just real, real good chemistry yes um, I so, like, yeah that's I like pretty her. much all i did i didn't do really anything else it's been a busy week for me um so how are you dane you do anything this week at disney um well, I didn't watch She-Hulk because uh, i'm really i really don't think i'm gonna like it but it's, it's good. Been getting good reviews it's I, good I, 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 it's been getting good reviews, so I'm like, I, I guess I should watch it. Mm-hmm, I just don't, out. I don't like Marvel shows, so it's just <gasps> they don't like um, you either. Dang. Terrible. Yeah, the only Marvel show that I like was Loki and a, a bit of Hawkeye, but other than that, I really didn't like the shows. But um, I watched all the Toy Story films for the new video, so 
That's my. That's, uh, that's exciting, man. Yeah, Good for you, Dane. Do you watch them in order? Yeah, one, two, three, four. I haven't seen four since. Do you see five? I, yeah, I, I, uh, I got. Um, who was the director that directed four? Um, Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, <laughs> I got. Uh, I got the director to send me five. So. Did you Josh watch all the Cooley. shorts? I got I got Josh Cooley himself to send me a director's cut. So yeah, that's um, cool. That's awesome. Look dude. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's a characters. Story. It's a characters in the park. So um, it's all about how Toy Story was implemented into the parks after the first one came out. Yeah. So. Was that satire, or did he really send you a director's cut? No, he didn't. <laughs> okay, because I believed it. Because you no, reach out to some he crazy no, people he and, he <laughs> and it wasn't satire. He's lied. I would, he I would lied not straight. be surprised. <laughs> No, he didn't oh, send me the because Toy Story Five isn't happening. That's oh, it was for Toy Story Five. Never mind. Never mind. I just sound dumb now. I zoned out for a second. Little, it's good Came history. Back. It's good history. The Brave Little Toaster is great history. Love, love, love really, No one knows Toaster. what you're talking about. We should jump to Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Tell her what it out later. Uh, Read in the chat. All right, I didn't do much in Disney. Just watched She Hulk, uh, the two episodes, and I'm really glad I did because they are really good. I haven't watched. I need to go back and watch Hawkeye, and you go back and watch Moon Knight. But I'm glad I watched She Hulk for sure. Hawkeye is great. She really is. It's 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 good. I thought you didn't like Marvel TV shows. I said I liked a bit of Hawkeye, and okay. then I liked all of Loki. Other than that, <laughs> okay. I don't like the shows. <laughs> Although I do need to watch Daredevil because I think I would really like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Daredevil, Daredevil is so show. good. Especially like Daredevil because you're the, blind. Name? No, especially before the the new series because everyone's raving about. It. I need to watch. So it. good, it's so good. Alex, you'll really like Moon Knight. I knew I know you'll watch it. I know I know I would. Yeah. I know I would. Uh, Jen, you have a lot. So what'd you do this week in Disney? Well, it's not a lot. It's more one big thing, and I was just trying to put a picture up, and it was not working for me. So. I will have to try again. Um, but I went on the wish this weekend. Ooh, the brand new ship, the Disney Wish. Amazing. Yes. So uh that was really exciting. Uh and I'm not gonna I don't wanna do too much in depth on it because Joe hasn't been on it yet. And I figure once Joe goes and comes back, we'll do a show and dedicated to that. Um, but I will say it is completely different than anything that we have ever experienced before. As far as Disney cruises go, it's um, something that like just the feeling that you get when you step on the ship, it's almost like you're in a palace, uh, very princess oriented, very fairy tale oriented, um, completely set up different than um, any of the other ships. There's a lot of pros and cons to it. Uh, food was overall good. Um, there were a couple of things that, you know, were just kind of mediocre, but anytime you have a ship that's in its inaugural season like this, you're going to have bumps and bruises and, you know, things that they're going to improve on as time goes by. So I would expect nothing less from Disney. It was still, you know, the same quality that you would expect, just new people, new experiences, still kind of getting the bumps out. Totally worth it though, to go very excited. <laughs> to uh do it again at some point in the future but yeah so that's what i did that's awesome what's your favorite thing about it what's your favorite thing about it my favorite thing about the ship um the the atrium 
It's just this beautiful, pristine white. It's got this gorgeous chandelier. It's the perfect place to take pictures. We actually saw a wedding. So I will tell you. This oh, this story. is a good. This is a good story. Yeah, tell the story. It is a good story. So we had reservations at the Hyperspace Lounge, which is the Star Wars bar, which is hard to get into. <clears throat> so there was a group of eight of us, and. As we're getting ready to head down there, one of them texts me and says, Jen, there's a wedding going on in the atrium. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I want to be nosy. So I go and I walk and I turn around the corner and everybody from our group is all sitting there like uninvited guests <laughs> on the periphery of this wedding, like sitting in chairs, like they're all lined up. And so they have a chair saved for me. So I sit and then we just start talking and we're just, we're, we're looking at, we're just, we're judging and we're looking at the obvious mother of the groom is wearing basically a mini wedding dress. It's white, it's sparkly, <laughs> it's form fitting. And we're all sitting there going the audacity of this woman. And we're just thinking about the fights that have ensued. And uh, you, like, can you even imagine like what a terrible mother-in-law this person is? And in the meanwhile, it's time for us to get to our reservation, but we really want to see the bride. Cause if this person is paying this kind of money for a Disney wedding, I want to see what she's wearing. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, you know, my husband's like, we got to go. I'm like, wait, I really want to see this dress. That's all we wanted to see. And just see, maybe, maybe she didn't know that the mother-in-law was wearing, you know, a mini wedding dress. Maybe there was going to be some sort of, you know, drama or chaos or, you know, maybe <laughs> we were needed to be there live to film it. And so, you know, the pianist starts playing, the music changes, what? you know, pianist. I know oh, okay, where you're going. Wow. Joe, you've music. been on No New Friends too much. Exactly. <laughs> what are we, so, okay, go ahead. So listen, so the music This playing. used to be a friend, family-friendly show. I'm sorry. The, the, it's just, it's it, the scene is set. We can see the flashbulbs popping. You know, the bride is going to be coming down the stairs. So we're like, listen, the hyperspace lounge is going to let us wait. And so the two bridesmaids come down and they're, they look very pretty and they, they come down together and then they, they separate off. And then music changes again. This is it. Everybody stands up, down the stairs, come two gentlemen. And so we all collectively gasped out of excitement at the same time. They're laughing during when the people, when they're walking down the aisle. I promise (laughs) you. You just start bursting out laughing. No, I promise you it was, it was just that, Oh, that's why she's wearing what she's wearing because she can. (laughs) And so then, so now we want to stay. Now we're so invested in this wedding and just so excited that we're like, we didn't, we felt bad leaving. Like we didn't want them to think, oh, now the wedding started and we're running away. Like we we should have been those uninvited guests. But it was a gorgeous wedding. I can't even imagine how much it was. Yeah, was Owen Wilson was Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn there too. Jen, what did you think of the Aquamouse? So the Aquamouse was, um, it was, I like the Aqueduct better. It's a longer ride. Uh, the Aquamouse is just a different ride. So, um, and it does break frequently. Yeah. So, you know, no hopes up. Well, when it's you get new. In line. Yeah. My, one, of the, one of the favorite things that you it's, told me about is the hyperspace lounge, right? And you're sitting in the hyperspace lounge and then you see, uh, the different like star cruiser, like start the star, the vehicle from Star Tours kind of flies by, oh, you know, because cool. you're, that's yep. Cool. And then they have the Mandalorian ship. She told me kind of flies by. So I think that's really cool. Oh, so, so instead of having windows my, going out, it has like screens. 
Yeah. So, um, and one of, so while, you know, my husband and my son are sitting there, you know, they're talking cause it's all different platforms. You know, sometimes you'll see some ships from some of the games or, you know, some of the animated series and, you know, they're ta- things that are way over my head. And, but at one point the little star tour shuttle comes by. And so that's kind of cool. And, um, the Halcyon, you know, kind of sails by. And so it's kind of neat that, you know, they all kind of intertwine like that together. Um, you know, the bar is pretty cool. It's kind of plain looking. And I know people have complained about that, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, you're not in like a, a scrubby bar, you know, on some planet somewhere, you know, you're in the hyperspace lounge, you're probably on a nice ship. So I would imagine it to be very clean and sterile and, you know, that's the vibe that they were going for. Yeah. So. Cool. Thank you, Dane, for joining us for this episode. Please check out his YouTube, Big Beautiful Diz. And what do you have going on next? You mentioned Toy Story earlier. Yep, yep, yep. Characters in the parks for Toy Story. Um, you know what? Watch the video and find out what it was. I'm sick of explaining it to you people. Go, go, go look at it. Go watch it. Then you can find out. Dang, what calm do you down. Mean? What do you mean? Is oh it out already? God. Is it out already? <laughs> down, Dane. No, it's not. It'll be on. You explain it to you. Do a whole bunch of people like, uh, by the way, you know, reaching out to you? When it comes out on when when this comes out on Tuesday, it'll be out already. So oh, yes, it will it be? is out. Is it out by? It is. It is out by now. Okay. Cool. Cool. So how do you nice. know people are going to bug you about it? People won't watch the video if they know what's... It's are you from the future, Dane? Yes. <laughs> right. That's how I saw Toy Story 5. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, also, next week's episode will be Game Show and Neil's. And I'm putting together a game show. It's going to be Villains Bracket. And that's a his on Emperor's New Groove. I'm Alex. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. I'm Dane. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.